Best friends, they're always by your side. Don't you worry. Best friends, they stand the test of time. They cheer you on. Best friends, oh best friends, they're always by your side. Welcome to episode number 249 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I welcome back Paul Reisler on the occasion of his organization, Kid Pan Alley's 20th anniversary. And you can uh, you can go back and you can hear my original conversation with Paul. He's got an amazing story. It's on episode 112 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, which of course you can go to goodstuffpod.com and find all of the past episodes for free. But it was so great to talk to Paul about the 20th anniversary of Kid Pan Alley, as long, in addition, not as long as, in addition to the brand new record that Kid Pan Alley put out called Best Friends. And that song you just heard is called Best Friends, sung by Vance Gilbert. And you can hear the whole song at the end of the episode. I'm not going to keep you too long because I know you'd much rather listen to Paul than listen to me. So here he is with no further ado, talking about the 20th anniversary of Kid Pan Alley, an amazing organization, Paul Reisler. And I should say, before we get going, I had to edit out part of my side of the conversation because it was pretty clippy-dippy. I don't really know what that means technically, but I think you'll hear the parts that I leave in. There's some popping and popping. It's not you. It's me. Here is Paul Reisler. It's nice to be back here. Our new album is called Best Friends, and I'm looking at one of them right now. Oh, thank man. You. Thank you for being such a good friend to Kid Pan Alley. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm honored to be included as a Kid Pan Alley friend. It's a new album, which you just mentioned, Best right. Friends, and it coincides with the 20th anniversary of Kid Pan Alley. So first off, congratulations. That's an amazing well, accomplishment. Well, it seems like it. 20 years is a long time, especially in the nonprofit world where uh, things come and go. So it's uh, quite amazing to look back on 20 years of this from uh, the little small thing that it started as. Well, our mission is to inspire kids to be creators of their own music and culture and also to reinvigorate creativity as a core value in education. Well, most of the time I feel like I'm on the right track because every week when I'm in there with the kids and I see how excited they get and uh, how engaged they are relative to like what they normally might be and see uh, that I see the spark. I see the spark come out in them and the excitement and this feeling like, yes, we can do that. We don't need to be in the employ of a multinational corporation in order to write songs. We can do it. And great people are going to record them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just imagine, you know, you're a little kid and Delbert McClinton or Amy Grant or Kix Brooks records the first song you ever wrote. That's a pretty astounding feeling. Well, I think uh, there are some times when uh, there have been things that have happened in schools or things that uh, one or two of the kids have gone through and the class has decided to write a song about it. Uh, For example, Oh, a few years back, uh, we were in a school in Richmond, Virginia, and one of the boys had just found out he'd been adopted, and the class wanted to f- wanted to write about that and what that felt like, and uh, it was an amazing song that ca- that came out of it that I think was very healing for this child, and uh, but also uh, 
very important in what happened in the classroom and that it brought the kids together in a very empathetic way. Because really, when we work together, we develop empathy for each other. That's great. Um, I, I think that that's such a phenomenal it would have been a, a phenomenal and also very hard thing to to witness and be a right. part of and to see uh but also like cathartic i guess is is, yeah. a, is a word that i know <laughs> that yeah. might apply well, in this situation it, it, it was it was for the whole for that entire class when i i think i blinked the day i learned the truth I think I blinked when I found out what I always knew. Uh-huh. The night you came into my room and sat upon my bed, it took a lot of courage to say the words you said. Wow. And then the mother you know, is telling him this. Yeah. And, uh, we haven't released that song yet. We've recorded it. Billy Jonas uh-huh. uh, sang sure. it for us, which sure. is a wonderful old friend of mine. And uh, we'll probably be releasing that one this year. Wow. So, I mean, Billy Jonas, who I also know and has been on this podcast before, um, is the right sort of sensitive soul to, to put that, to, to bring that to life. So, exactly. yeah. So I, I guess like in 20 years, I, I think we covered this the last time, but like just the, the change in, in subject matter, right? Like how things have changed. Like, so for example, I, I'm imagining that when you were starting 20 years ago, maybe the sentiment is the same, but on the new record, a song like I forgot to charge my phone today, was was not really amongst the <laughs> yeah. subject matter that kids would be writing about. So so they didn't have phones. They didn't have phones. <laughs> but but what I love about that one is it's kind of like a a kid created guide, right? To yes. what we could do. So tell us a little bit about about that one. Oh yeah, uh, we wrote that one in Washington D.C. with the kids, and uh, it it uh, they just decided they wanted to write about cell phones, and so it was. I forgot to charge my phone today. I guess I'll just go out and play. If I could just remember how, how to jump a rope, how to kick a ball, how to hula-la hoop. I used to do it all before I got my phone. And uh, it's really telling because I think so much has changed in the way kids' lives are because of that telephone. Uh, Because you see them with their faces buried in that. And it really cuts down on the real interaction between people. You know, it was like the old days when they said, you know, AOL is a community. No, AOL is just a bunch of people who are not face-to-face with each other, but it's not real community. Real community is being with people mm-hmm. and talking with them, not texting them. And I think the kids recognize that, uh, you know, and they, they, they get that and they feel that sense of uh, being disconnected because there's all this space between them. Right, and and it's interesting that uh... – you know, these are kid written songs, right? You're there to guide and, and direct, but that they were able to uh, label the fact that they may not know how to go do that anymore. Right. Like, that's a super that's scary right. thing to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, right. I, don't, I don't remember how to jump a rope. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Um, so, but on the same hand as, as you've got these like really big, deep concepts, the two songs that really stuck out, there's, there's actually three that, um, that I really stuck out to me that I really love. The first is Schools Out, which, yeah. uh, you know, as you said, the, the songs are written by the kids and then they're recorded and performed by uh, professional musicians. And this one, mm-hmm. um, the one that I'm talking about, Schools Out, was recorded by the Nodits, who have yes. like deep roots in the Seattle grunge scene. And, right, exactly. And, and who, who are known, you know, who are uh, alternative rockers turned uh, rockers for families and still yeah. continue to rock. So was that, um, 
How much of a departure, I guess, musically is is that song from the Kid Pen Alley repertoire? Well, you see, the songs, when we write them with the kids, I'm just playing the guitar and I'm playing uh-huh. an acoustic guitar. And they're in all kinds of different styles. And that one from the get go, I saw it as being a, more punked out and rocked <laughs> out than, you know, so, some of the others. Uh-huh. Uh and so I, uh, you know, when I started seeing what the, you know, what the energy school's out, time to let the rules out and had that real dun, dun, uh-huh. kind of uh, 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 punch to it. So we decided we wanted to record that with some some uh, musicians who could really rock it out, whereas some other songs may be more in a swing or a jazz style or folk music or world music. Uh, we seem to write in many, many different styles. And part of it is in the writing process, but then a lot of it's also in how you treat it afterwards, what instruments you treat it with, who you get for the singers. And fortunately, we work with some of the best musicians in the world. Uh, we have a horn section in the Kid Pan Alley Band that's unbelievable. The trumpet player uh, uh, was in the Hornsby Band for 15 years. He played with Miles Davis and Quincy Jones, uh, uh, Dave Matthews. He's been on 70 albums and, you know, and they can play anything. Yeah. Uh, you throw anything in front of them, so it gives me a great, uh, a great ability to move into different styles and to play the song in the style that it really sh- should be played in, yeah. as opposed to oh, I'm a folky. Let's yeah. you know, do this. Do this as a folk song, and sure. everything's a folk song. Sure. Uh, so if you've got an acoustic guitar, it's uh, yeah, you hit every song with uh, uh, the the folk hammer. Right, right. Well, not the hammer dulcimer, right? Because that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh boy. See, oh, sorry about that. That was not oh, a great right. one. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke inside that you'll joke. have to go back to episode 112 to get the background on. <laughs> um, so. Well, I guess it's a, you know, something that stuck out is how much direction then are you giving to to folks like the Nodits who are, you know, they're not vocalists, right? So right. they're they're uh, they're a band, right? They they do yep. sing, they they have vocal, vocals, but how much direction do you give them musically, or are you just kind of letting saying here's here's the skeleton, well, here's the outline, let it roll? Well, it varies from artist to artist. With the Nodits, since they were a band. Uh, uh, and we we love their style. We just gave them very little direction. We said, you know, do this in your style. You know, it's a pumping thing. And uh, that particular song was in my first musical. Uh, it opened my first musical. And so I had a pretty strong idea, you know, that I wanted it to really have an enormous amount of energy. And they delivered it on that. Uh, most of the other songs on the album, uh, we recorded with the Kid Pan Alley Band. And then the artist sang mm-hmm. on them. And uh, in most of those, uh, we we have this uh, thing that allows us, uh, Ryan, who uh, works f- for us in Kid Pan Alley, is a great engineer and is in L.A., and I'm here, and we can hook up to, like, say, Bill Harley uh, in Massachusetts, and it was like Ryan and I were in the control room, and Bill was recording the song, and That's so, so we could give him a lot of direction, you know, on each phrase even, mm-hmm. on something, whereas with the Not It's, it's like, do your thing on this song, and they yeah. did. Uh, speaking of Bill Harley and, and the song that he's on, this is um, you know, we're getting into choppy water here, right? Like this <laughs> is a this is this is a hot button issue. But the song is called "Sister for Sale," 
So how as, as the person directing a group of kids to write a song called Sister for Sale, what's the what's the backstory on this one? Well, actually, that was one that I was not the lead songwriter on. Okay. Uh, uh, we wrote that one when we, uh, you know, we did our big project in Nashville a number of years ago, the album uh, called Kid Pan Alley Nashville, where we had all these, you know, the Amy Grants and Delberts and Kicks Brooks is all on that. And uh, when I went to Nashville, I thought, now it's really stupid for me to go in and be the only songwriter on a project like this when you're in Nashville and there are all these great, great songwriters there. So we did our Nashville project and then we started another one in uh, uh, Williamson County, which is the next county over. And our partner, the Chamber Orchestra, Nashville Chamber Orchestra, went uh, bust. And so we never finished the album, but we wrote the songs. And this was one of my favorites. Uh, John Vesner, uh, who wrote uh, uh, Where Have You Been, which was one of the hugest songs of the 90s. His wife, Kathy Matea, sang it. Uh, uh, John wrote it with the kids. And uh, John's got this really wry sense of humor uh, that uh, uh, passed through to the kids. And so I've got a sister for sale. Uh, I love it. You know, yeah. uh, I'd sell her in a second if I knew it wouldn't put me in jail. <laughs> I'll put her up on eBay, put a sign up on the lawn, but I better do it fast before they tell my mom. Yes, I've got a sister for sale. Oh my gosh. And actually, and that one's in our, our new music. We have two Kid Pan Alley musicals oh, now. Cool. And uh, that, one's in, uh, that one's in the new one, which uh, had a run back in June and has another run in, in December. Great. Where can folks find that? Where, where's the run? Uh, the, this, uh, the first run was in D.C., and now uh, this new one's out where we live in Little Washington, Virginia. It. So it's out in the country, okay. and it, it will have a lot more performances, though people seem to be really interested in wow. it. It's called The Talented Clementine, and it's based on the Clementine series of books, mm. which are very popular children's books written by a dear friend of mine. Great. Excellent. So... I mean, we should we should say right. So the, some of the, the the guests, not some. I'm just going to name. I'm just going to to go down the list here and just say okay. the, the folks that you collaborated. And then there's yep. one in particular I want to talk about uh, before I let you go. Um, so we have "Life Is Good" with Heather May, "School's Out" featuring Not It's "Best Friends" featuring Vance Gilbert, "Quit This Job" featuring Steve Poltz. I have no comment on the title of that song. Just to say that I like my job very much. Um, <laughs> There's I, a story behind that one. Oh, I'm sure. I, bet the, I, I don't hear think the I should tell that one. That's funny. I've got an apple pie and my book bag featuring Lisa Loeb, which I'll just say um, is very funny. And like, I, I love that we can switch gears like so fast right like we right. talked about the song where someone finds out that they're adopted but then there's also this idea like what do kids want to write about well what would be like the goofiest thing an apple pie in their book bag and i believe the line is it tastes better than homework right or, or it, it tastes a whole lot better a than whole homework. Lot better. and like <laughs> i agree right yeah, um, yeah. Then, there, then there's a new take on the happy happy birthday song um featuring john mccutcheon yeah. i forgot to charge my phone which we talked about with leah morris sister for sale which we just talked about with bill Harley, My Shadow Leads a Double Life featuring Robbie Schaefer, um, and then Santa's on Vacation featuring uh, a personal, a shared favorite of ours, Randy Kaplan, yeah. um, Who Decided featuring Silly Bus, and La Vida Es Bella featuring Sonia de los Santos. So I want to talk about all these songs. Unfortunately, we don't, okay. I mean, we have, uh, we don't have all the time in the world, but the one that really caught my ear that I actually 
I don't even I've never heard the um the the guest artist is who decided with Silly Bus. I I really like the rhythm of it. I like the yeah. like everything that's going on there. So fill us in on on this one cuz I think it's uh it's a special piece of music. Yeah, I can't remember exactly where I wrote it. It's been in the catalog for a while, but you know, who decided put to put A before B? Who decided this? Who decided I am me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Silly Bus is a band uh, uh, out of Richmond. Uh, and actually, one of our board members is in that band, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Lauder. And it's such a cool band. They just love working with kids. Uh, and so unlike, you know, a lot of artists we work with also have adult careers and kids careers. I think theirs is primarily doing things for children. Uh, uh, but uh, it's, it's, it turned out to be a really cool song that I'd forgotten about. And then, you know, I was looking for a song for them to do. And I was, oh, what, what was that song, Ryan? Uh, oh, that one about, you know, who decided the order of things and why this is this. And I love that line that who decided I am me. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a big line. It's a really big line yeah. with a lot of like existential weight behind, <laughs> weight behind Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so... Um, the record. Oh, I to, oh, go ahead. I wanted to say something about the Happy Birthday song. Sure. It's it's you know uh, it's a completely new song, other than the fact that it starts with "Happy Birthday to you." Doesn't sound very happy to me. Uh-huh. You can only be so happy when they're singing that far off key. <laughs> so I'm going to write you a happy, happy birthday song, and we're going to sing it together all day long. And it's a really happy, happy birthday song. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's a great thing. A happy, a happy, happy birthday is a really, really yeah. great thing. Um, so, so you mentioned the musical, and you mentioned that um, there, there's some other songs sort of in the can there there's a video also i should say right we should say that there's a video for the for the i believe it's the for uh, the third track right it's best friends has the video there there's a, there's a video for probably five or six of them. Oh, okay great so yeah so um, if you go to our youtube channel uh there are videos great um thanks for that so you're still you know 20 years in it seems to me you still are getting a kick out of it. You're still, oh, yeah. still, yeah. still motivated to do it, still enjoying spending time with the kids. Um, what, what do we have to look forward to, you know, outside of the musical and, and this record? Is there other things coming down the pipeline that you want us to be having our eyes and ears out for? Well, I think right now we're focusing. Um, I just turned 70 happy, and happy uh, birthday. thank you. And, uh, I love still working with the kids. It's really hard work when you're 70 years old. In fact, it's hard if you're 25. And uh, so over the next five years, we've uh, been working really uh, faithfully on trying to – we feel Kid Penale is really important for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just arts education. Most arts education is recreation. It's learn to sing this song, do this dance – paint like this and there are very few things for kids about actually the creative process and so we had a real heart-to-heart the whole board and myself and all of the people we were working with and um, unanimously you know I said we can go in one of two ways we can work really hard and keep this thing going past me and or we can let it play out and say that was a wonderful 20 or 20 some years and everybody said, this is too important to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to continue it past 
the time that you can do it. And so I'm training other people. We've gotten new people. Uh, uh, we, have, we have a new executive director who's very experienced, who was uh, a vice president at Sony Music and uh, really knows how to you know, take things to the next level because we have to we have to grow substantially for it to work over the long run. And so I'm going to give it another five or six years. So it's not like I'm going anywhere soon, but a lot of our focus is on that. Mm-hmm. And because of a lot of focus, our focus is on that. We're also working for things that can help fund the organization down the road. And that's where the musicals come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I love writing musicals. It's like just the most fun of anything to put it to story and to write the songs with the kids after I've written the script and to watch them, you know, find their unique perspective on what the script is talking about. But it's also, I think, a way uh, as schools have less and less to put into uh, having programs such as this is for us to have have some uh, mailbox money coming in to help support the program. Sure. And so that's really been what I'm uh, I'm focusing on is training other songwriters and uh, writing musicals. That, I mean, that's... Uh... Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> it sounds really it's, fun. fun. It's yeah. a huge amount of work. I'm I mean. sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, you, we, it is known that Kid Pen Alley is a not-for-profit, and um, not-for-profits generally uh, – I, I mean, it's in the name, right? And for people who may not know, yes. they're they're funded by the, the good-heartedness and the graciousness of people who um, are not, you know – they're not really. Look, they just support the idea. They love the idea. They they love yes. what Kid Pen Alley does. So if if you are a supporter of um, creative arts, and again, like you said, it's not recreating. It's creating from yes. scratch a brand new piece of music. And if that's something that resonates with you and is meaningful to you, I encourage you to go. And uh, what what's the best way for folks to to make a donation to Kid Pen Alley? So is to go to our website, kidpanalley.org, and uh, slash donate is where you can donate from there. Excellent. And uh, we would certainly appreciate it. You know, uh, we've worked with 65,000 children now in this, this 20 years and written about 2,700 songs. And for some of the kids, it's just an inspiration that lets them know that they can create things, whether they're creating a song or whether they're creating a different way to be a farmer, mm-hmm. uh, but that they work and live their life as artists, mm-hmm. always exploring. Yeah. And for other people, they've become, you know, we have uh, people who were involved in the early stuff that uh, one of them was out there touring around and opening for Paul Simon. Oh my. And <laughs> one of the others uh, works for us 30 hours a week from L.A. and has his own studio. And oh. uh, so, you know. The goal is not to get a bunch of people out there as singer-songwriters. The goal is to have them discover their creativity because you can use the creative process in anything you're doing in life. In fact, there's nothing that's ever been invented that didn't get invented by someone imagining it in their own mind first. And so we need imagination and we need the creative process uh, to move the world forward. Absolutely. Now more than ever. Well, Paul, it was uh, just just the best and most inspiring thing yeah. to, to be able to, to talk to you again. The new record, Best Friends, is really, really great. Remind us again, what's the uh, the best way to uh, to keep up with everything going on with Kid Pan Alley? Well, uh, kidpanalley.org. 
K-I-D-P-A-N-A-L-L-E-Y.org. Uh, uh, kind of like Tin Pan Alley, but with kid in the front. And uh, uh, you can go, we have a store there so people can uh, have a link to the new album from that or donate. And we put up lots of songs and lots of videos on a very regular basis. And you can see uh, the things that are coming up. All right. Well, and, and folks, if you're listening, I'm... I'm sh- Paul, you can attest to this. I'm shaking my finger at people. Go <laughs> check that out. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Yes, What a delight talking to you. Yes, yeah, great talking to you as well. Take care. And thanks again to Paul for talking with me. Hope you didn't uh, get too annoyed by the little clippy dippies in my side of the conversation. What was more important was that you could hear everything that Paul had to say. And uh, support Kid Pan Alley. <clears throat> support them. They're great. They're really great. Really, really, really. So here is the title track, Best Friends, from the brand new album, Best Friends, from Kid Pan Alley. Thank you for listening. Talk to you very soon. Here is a song I will sing for you. About some very important people in my life. Let me tell you. Well, I've got 12 pet pigeons and a chihuahua named Mohican, a few cute fish and a parrot named Maria. They keep me from getting lonely since I moved from California. Still, my best friend will always be you. Always by your side Yes they are Best friends They stand the test of time They cheer you on Best friends Oh they will cheer you on They will be by your side While you are young Even as you get older Yes So here I am in Dallas With enough pets to fill a palace And all I can do Is think of you Now I like macaroni And pizza with anchovies Still my best friend will always be you Oh my best friends They're always by your side Don't you worry Best friends They stand the test of time They cheer you on Best friends. Let's hit it for my best friends. Oh, my best friends. Oh, my best friends. They stand the test of the time. They stand all around me all of the time. Oh, I love my best friends. Hey, trombone man. If you become a friend of mine, you will eventually be my best friend too. I've got four big diaries. One page for every secret And the worst kept secret is That I miss you But now it's time to find some new friends Go to the park and play with them But my best friend will always be you Don't you worry, you'll not be placed Best friends, they're always by your side Don't you worry Stand the test of time, they cheer you on. 
best friends. Oh, best friends, they always by your side. Best friends, they stand the test of time. They cheer you on. Best friends, they will cheer you on. Best friends, they cheer you on. Your best friends, they will take care of you. Listen what I tell you, man. <laughs> Stuff. Stuff. Stuff.